You are listening to the Bulls Cast with Chris Stonage and Ben Goddard, your independent Hereford FC podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bulls Cast, your independent Hereford FC podcast brought to you by the Hereford Times. I'm your host, Chris Stonage, and as always, I'm joined by the Hereford Times head of sport, Mr. Ben Goddard. How are you, mate? Good afternoon. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, I was off all weekend, so I had a nice weekend off. I didn't have to put up with a dire 90 minutes of football at Edgar Street, so that was always bright. <laughs> always helpful. Always helpful. Um, and unfortunately, yeah, as you said, pretty dire 90 minutes against Alfreton. Um, what were your thoughts, mate, from what, from your, what you caught up from it? <laughs> Apologies. Yeah, I had a look at the highlights, and, um, and early on, it kind of um, highlights to me how stationary Hereford were in the first 15-20 minutes. They weren't gambling on anything. There was one chance uh, where Revan put a ball across to McLean who just stood there in the box, didn't gamble on anything, didn't even make the defender work hard to clear the ball. Um, and then, um, yeah, it should have um, scored. And um, then obviously Brandon Hall made a shocking by as a howler. The goal, the goalkeeping error. So it's a, it's a pretty tame shot at him, and somehow he's let it in, let it through his hands and into the bottom corner. It's, it's a bit of a shocker. And from Josh Gowden's point of view, you can't accommodate for that. Um, it's a massive game, and you just gave, given a team who are hard to break down at the best of times, like a lot of teams are at this level, a lead to hold on to away from home which all of a sudden makes your job 10 times harder because you, you've got to commit then going forward. Um, you've got to break the team down and because you, you've given them what they want. They they wanted that one goal to hang on to for grim death. And that's what these teams do. They're all the same. Kettering, Alfton, Leamington, Geisley, Telford. They're, they're all the same. You, you give them an advantage and you will not get it back. You, you'll have to work very hard to overcome them if you give them a goal. Because they they are they are disciplined and they know how to play it. And also, Hereford have not got the most options in their squad, so they know how Hereford are going to play because they've only got one or two options. They haven't got a, a squad with a plethora of players to bring on and change tactics, and they haven't got that. They've got what they've got. And so, if you're giving goal the team a one goal head start for you, and then teams know what you're going to do and what 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 you come off the bench. And all the options you've got, they know, then it's very, very hard to get the goal back. And unfortunately, Brandon Hall off gave them a goal early on. But to be fair, I think Mo Torre should have scored. Um, defender cleared, blocked off the line at 1-0 down, um, which again, that that's a bit of a game changer. If he scores then, get the goal, keep him not, not the defender, last, last defender. Um if he scores then, obviously Harold back in the game, momentum shifts. Momentum's such a big, a big thing in any league in football. Um, one goal can can just put change the outcome of a game considerably. And then in this one as well, especially because Motore uh Cisse, sorry for Alfton, what Hereford defence were doing, I have no idea. Seb Revan has the opportunity just to clatter him and take him down, take a yellow card, because there's another defender behind him. But Revan just lets him fly past him. 
and threw on goal. And Cissé just thanks him for that, thanks him for the opportunity and puts him in the back of the net. I think Raven needs to do better there. And he's a young lad and an experienced defender, just takes one for the team, you know? And this is what we see week in, week out against Hereford. A break like that, if McLean's away like that, they're just chopping him down. They'll push him out of play, they'll do anything just to stop him having that run. Seb Raven just lets C in through straight past him. And then it's 2-0. And then all of a sudden, it's a massive task. Um, it's a big task at 1-0. Uh, Torre should have equalised. And then all of a sudden, it's 2-0 at half-time. And you're like, it's, it's a ridiculous task then as it, against a, a disciplined team that like playing long ball football. And we've seen against the likes of Kettering, Leamington, they're, just, they're really hard to break down at the best of times. And if you give them a lead, that's it. It's game over. And Hereford um, did. They huffed and puffed. I mean... Andre Wright had a good shot. Luke Haynes had an effort. And then Lloyd had one before, um, before they pulled one back. And it was a case of gambling that they didn't do in the first half that they have done in the second half with Egan on the overlap. Ryan Lloyd gambles inside the box that McLean didn't do in the first half and gets his reward with an equaliser. Uh, with a goal back, sorry. Herod wish it was an equaliser, but it was just a goal back. And it was just a prime example for me of how the experienced players gamble on our opportunities, gamble that there's mistakes. And Hereford have been pretty good at that. I mean, um, my story's called the goal at Kettering was a gamble. Tom Owen Evans is very good at gambling, that people make errors. But it's certain players in the Hereford team that just don't gamble enough for me. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a very, very disappointing defeat because... It, really, it could have put Hereford in the playoff spots. Um, but as they are, they're in a massive pack of teams um, from 6 to 12, really, that could get in these playoffs now. Three points separate, uh, four points separate 6 and 12 with two, two spots for the playoffs. I think Chorley will, will, will do enough now. Uh, they're on 55 points. I think they probably need another they probably have to get to 60, maybe 65, 65 maybe. Maybe 65 points will do it. Um, so they've got, they'll, they'll do it comfortably, I think. So it'll be down to York, Southport, Darlington, Boston, Hereford, possibly Kettering. They'd have to go on a good run if it could be Kettering, but I don't think it'll be Kettering. But, or Spennymore, um, another possibility. So all them teams fight, fighting for two spots and Hereford are right in the thick of it. But York have got games in hand. Kettering got games in hand, but I wouldn't, I'll be surprised if it's Kettering at the end um, in that spot. And yeah, um, there's those are the two, two games in hand. Southport have got one game in hand. Boston a game in hand. Spennymore game in hand. Um, and Hereford's still got to play Spennymore away as well. So that's going to be a tough game. Um, but yeah, so... Not the afternoon Josh Cowling would have wanted. I think it was it was a definite three pointer. If, if Hereford, had, we said this last week, didn't we? They if Hereford have got aspirations of these playoffs, they have to win, and they didn't. They conceded two really well. The first one was just a goalkeeping howler. Second goal was really soft when they should be just taking that player down and taking the yellow card. And um, yeah, beaten at home. Disappointing. Very disappointing. Certainly is, mate. And what's even more disappointing is that 
um, news coming out afterwards. Um, obviously, he got injured previously, but Miles Story will now miss the rest of the season. Um, how big a blow will that be for Josh Gowling's side? I imagine he'll be absolutely fuming with that. Yeah, I think so, because um, I think that they'd worked out a way of beating these teams, the Ketterings, the Lemingtons, the Alphertons, and um, by playing two up top with um, Story playing alongside Andre Wright or Mo Torre. And, um, and that was going to be key, I think. I think that was the way forward that Hereford were going to, um, were going to get in these playoff positions. Um, Story's not full of goals, what he is full of is pace, strength, and the ability to work alongside another forward up front on his own. Not for me, and against the better sides, maybe not. But the, the teams where you have to go and attack, Miles Story is a big, big asset for Hereford um, against them weaker sides that will put men behind the ball because he drags two or three defenders out of play just because of his pure strength, and um, and they went. Um, three, five, two at Kettering, and it worked. It worked an absolute treat. Um, Kettering did not know what to do with Miles Story, uh, with McLean running off him, and all the runners around him with two big top men up front. Um, I think it had been really a big advantage coming in and exciting play as well. These last uh seven games, with four of them being weaker sides, I think. That would have been the difference. I think they'd have beat Alfton with Miles Story playing, just because I think he'd have provided that threat. Even even two goals down, I think they'd probably still come back and nick something. Uh, but yeah, just very disappointing for Miles. Um, and now it's all down to the budget, isn't it? And who who can, who can they keep um, with the budget? Who's going to be offered better deals elsewhere? Which, which again is down to the budget and what um, and what the budget is. Um, it's going to be interesting, and I don't, I don't know if Miles' story would have put a couple of teams off because obviously he was out with a concussion injury. I think he took a knock at another time, um, and then he's got his hamstring injury now. So he has had injuries during the season, and it's always been during run of games. When he's had four games and then he's took something and he's out for again, he's got to work his way back in and then he's got another knock. And and when I was talking to Miles' story after Kettering, he said, I sort of the story is his career um, is that every time he, he makes an impact, a big impact somewhere, he's out injured. And that's that put teams off signing him just because they don't know how much how much of Miles' story they're going to get. Um, so hopefully it plays in Terrell's hands. Maybe then get him a bit cheaper next season um, if he's not offered somewhere elsewhere. So yeah, bit a big loss, isn't it? Um, in this this run in, it will be a massive loss. Miles' um, story. He he's clearly got the ability to help Hereford get out of this league, but it's just to 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 have a frustration uh, of injuries is clearly like affecting. It would affect anyone, in my opinion. Like you see players now mentally struggle after they've had a run of injuries and I just hope the Miles story is like okay in that way um after you know succession of succession of injuries but if it helps Hereford get him cheaper next year and he can help propel the club further then then maybe so um there's one man that you want as your manager if you've got mental problems with injuries and overcoming and getting back to your best form it's Josh Garland because he does that that's one of his 
is um, massive plus points is working with players and getting the best out of players and getting them back on the right track. So hopefully Miles' story stays. That's the hope um, and, and that's the assets that Josh brings to the club. Um, hopefully you can bring a win against Fylde on the weekend, Ben, but personally, I'm not too optimistic. Yeah, it's a big, big, big task now. Um, it's filed. Um, filed. Got a really good home record. Won eleven, drawn two, lost four, um, and they're on a good run as well. They they got beat at Gloucester away recently, which kind of put them back a little bit. But apart from that, they they're pretty consistently good. Um, they beat Alfton three 0 last month. Uh, disposed them pretty comfortably. Obviously, Hereford will bring a different task to them. They want to play more football than Alfredton would have wanted to play. But yeah, um, it's a big task. It is a, it's a big ask for Hereford on Saturday. Um, and yeah, it's the start of, start of the, the running, really. And um, a, a win on Saturday would be a massive boost ahead of three winnable games. Uh, a heavy defeat would, yeah, might, might wouldn't spell the end because it, it's still all to play for. But yeah, it wouldn't be a a great situation. It would be certainly a big decreaser on your percentage, uh, bar Ben. I think. Yeah, it's gone down already since last week. <laughs> <laughs> I um, didn't see that performance against Alfreton coming. That's for sure. No, definitely not. Um, I mean, where do you think Hereford can pose threats to Fylde, mate? Because obviously, without Story, that's a big big man missing. Um, but they're going to have to play. a a different way than how they played against Alfreton on the weekend. McLean and Pinchard will be key. Um, they've both got the abilities to to open defences up and to cause havoc. Really, um, they they've both got to have excellent games. And Andre Wright as well, obviously played forty five minutes on against Alfreton. Um, he's got to have a good game. He's got to show why he wants a contract or a deal next season. Um, so them, them three for me, them three players will will be key. Lloydy having a good game in the middle of the park alongside get Vincent back in there. Vincent and Lloyd and Luke Haynes just to shore up the middle of the park. And um, obviously defence have got to have an outstanding game as well. So yeah, you, you're looking at, um, for me, if McLean and Pinchard do what we've seen in spells this year, and, and they do it consistently at Fylde, they could turn the tide and they could do something special at Fylde, but they're, it's very, they're very inconsistent with their really good spells of play and um, they've, they've got to really bring it to Fylde and, and be on form. Everyone's got to be on form to get something at Fylde. Not saying it's past, past Hereford, certainly not. We've seen them do it in spells this year. The home game against Kidderminster, the away win at York. Um, they they've done these games where where they they've played very well, and um, and they need another one at Fylde to to get their playoff chase back back underway. Most definitely, mate. Um, what's your match predict? What's your score prediction for that game, Fylde? Uh, I'm gonna go one one. I think they'll they'll get a draw. Yeah, I th- I, I, I'll go with that. I, I'm gonna say one 0 Hereford. I think. Harry Pinchard free kick, top bins. That's what we're saying. Um, That's what you want from Harry Pinchard for sure, definitely. And they've got to be better at their set pieces as well from corners and 
And then Pinchard's got to be on form uh, definitely on Saturday. Most definitely, mate. Um, we talked about the predict the uh, the percentage bar earlier, mate. Um, I believe you were 60-40 last week. Um, has that gone down? Yeah, I'm going to flip it. 40-60. So, yeah, I think there's still... There's, there's obviously an opportunity there. We, how, I've, been, I've been saying it for weeks. How we just got to grab it and go with it. Um, a winner filed on Saturday could set them up for a really good run of games because Telford on Good Friday, Gloucester City on the Monday, Bradford Park Avenue at home the next Saturday. Any playoff team needs to win all three of them games. I mean, you, sh- you should be disposing of these teams comfortably. Um, if, you, if you really want to get promoted, then them three games are, are bankers. You've got to win them games. Um, if you win at file on Saturday, pull that one off. There's no reason why they can't win the next three. Four games um, in a row, four wins in a row, and all of a sudden the playoff picture would look completely different. Most definitely, mate. Now, I- I've been trying to put this off because I don't want I don't want to do this, but I'm going to look at the Fantasy League. Uh, I, really, I really don't want to do this. Because um, I've joined your club of not actually looking at my team. Um, which you know it could be I've lasted longer than I ever have in in, in a fantasy league purely because I just wanted to beat you and that's are you beating me still because Diogo Jota oh I got 54 points last week I got 54 come on I didn't get that many I don't think I'm I'm up in the top 40 again I'm I'm a hot single oh you got 54 I got 59 so I did oh there you go the gap Slowly closing the gap. I mean, the gap is only 250 points. So, <laughs> less likely the hair of making the playoffs, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so top 30 is the is the goal now. I've adjusted from top 10. You know, sometimes you just gotta you gotta adjust your expectations from when you just fail constantly um and get four points in a week um but yeah that'll be the end of today's Paul's cast episode i do hope you did enjoy it if you did make sure to check us out on all the socials um and if you're listening to this on the way to files then have a very good uh day up there but if not then we'll see you in the next episode to that